TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and as always, I get to shoot down to Melbourne to the country's number one wellness expert, and still, I cannot work out why he has not been allowed to go down the big slide at the Freeze MND at the MCG on Queen's <laughs> birthday. I think he'll be in Freeze MND 8, Dr. Damien Christoph. Uh, hello, great man. Uh, hello, great man. I don't know if that'll be the case. It's really generally only people that are famous that get to do that sort of thing, and I'm not that. But I, um, I'm so grateful to actually have got this beanie on today because it actually bears real and true relevance because you know what's interesting about this beanie pieces i've been buying them maybe i missed out on the first one i like to get on trends early like i like to get the first one of everything i've been, I've been a melbourne stars member for 11 years now uh all that sort of stuff but then mnd you buy them and thinking oh yeah who's this really impacting but then now we've got a real life story and the beanie feels better. I actually commented this year that this is the best feeling beanie that they've ever made, but it actually feels even better now that we're about to have this conversation today. So, Bianca, it's great to have you on, I have to say. Absolutely. Thanks, Absolutely. Let's um, let's give a, a very warm welcome to a very special guest today. I want to paint a little picture for everyone watching and listening to this episode. Um if you'd cast your mind back to 2020, uh, February 29, uh, for most of us, our life was probably still the same, um, uh, maybe just on the edge of changing forever. But I want to take you into the lives of Bianca and Maddie Adkins and their two children, Frankie and Banjo, because their life was about to change forever. At the age of 39, uh, Maddie Adkins was diagnosed with motor neurone disease and life's plans and big dreams uh, for the Adkins family were no doubt instantly altered but not in the way that we might think. Whilst much of society paints a story of misery for those with MND, Bianca and Maddie and the kids are unapologetically happier than they've ever been. And the natural question that many of us would ask is how and why. And in the words of the Adkins family, when life gives you lemons, you better start making lemonade. And they are doing it with an urgency that is absolutely inspiring. Uh, it's a message that we want to hear more about. It's a message that we want to share with our 100 Not Out community. Uh, the Lemonade crew, as uh, Bianca and the Adkins family have set up, are sharing this inspirational message. To find out how the Adkins family are making lemonade, it is a very warm welcome as we shoot down to Port Macquarie to the matriarch of the Lemonade crew and the Adkins family. Bianca, welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Bianca, aren't they the greatest introductions of all time? They are the best. I wonder <laughs> if you've got it written down each week. I, I do, absolutely. <laughs> I've been scripted in TV and radio and yeah. I'm very anti a non-script. Yeah, he's so good. So good at so it. So good. Yeah, yep. it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, yes, and welcome to 100 Not Out. It is great to Thank have you here, Bianca. And thanks for reaching out because we do get people that reach out and ask questions, you know, can I be on your show? Um, and and we don't we very rarely bring people onto the show because it's not often people's reason for coming to the show is not to share a story it's to sell a product or something you know and mm. and that's not what we're about we're about sharing stories and and so this is this is a great story but Bianca, just to get us going do you reckon yeah. you could take us back to that day february 29 in 2020 
um, or maybe even the events just leading up to Maddie's diagnosis. Um, so, so we can kind of, you know, go through with you what maybe some of the clues were presenting themselves for you guys, you know, in the previous 12 months or so in the lead up to, you know, that, that fateful day. For sure, yeah. So I guess um, I think, you know, that particular day I guess stands out um, in a different way to what most people would think because we kind of already knew that that's what the outcome was going to be. I think we'd res- we'd kind of resorted to the fact that we'd explored everything else um, and we bo- we just both knew like it was just it was it was a really funny feeling. So originally he was diagnosed with a brain tumor um, and his symptoms were just weakness. So Maddie was a plumber. He's super fit and strong. You know. There's no possible way I could have imagined that this would have happened. Um, yeah, so we kind of went through the process of seeing neurologists and doing all of that. And MND came up a few times and in my head I was like, oh, gosh, you know, I don't know enough about it, but I know that it's a really bad one, but, you know, let's just focus and see what we can do. So, um yeah, that particular day we are down Newcastle. We'd spent the day prior having tests and... Um, we woke up that morning and we went for a swim and um, I think we just were ready for it. Like it just, and it was funny because um, when the neurologist actually said it to him, he sort of, you know, grabbed Matt on the leg and said, mate, this is not good. You know, I I don't know how to say this. And we just both looked at each other and we're like, you know what, we've got this. We've so got this. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it means. Could be really naive, but we both, we both just went, right, this is just, we're going to tackle this head on. And that's just how it started. And I guess um, a lot of people are shocked to hear that because it's, and even I remember the neuro- neurologist at the time saying, you know, you guys seem really, um, I don't know if you're in shock or what's going on, but yeah, we just, we were just ready to to tackle whatever was ahead of us. I'm, I'm really curious, Bianca, because when you first reach out and, uh, and, you, you sent this heartfelt email, uh, and it was actually just to buy. You wanted to buy ten of my books because it was almost like you you felt oh, uh, guilty is not the right word. I'm trying to find the right words that you used, but you were receiving. You've been receiving so much love and support mm-hmm. from your community that yep. that you actually want to give back. So you wanted to. It's to- hard to. It's really hard to receive. You know when you. I guess Maddie and I have always done things for other people and it's just who we are. And um, when it started to come back to us, we didn't really cope very well with it. And it just came back in truckloads of overwhelming, incredible support and love in the most incredible ways that we could never have imagined. And the hug that you can get from a community is the warmest hug you'll ever, ever receive. So it was kind of like, what can we do in little ways? And the, and what we do is anonymous. We don't tell people we're doing it, but it just gives a bit more balance. I think I said yin and yang to you yeah, about, exactly you know, you um, yeah. it just makes us feel that we're, it's a bit more balanced for us, I guess. So what I would love to know is when you sent me the email and you spoke about Maddie being diagnosed at 39, I was 39 yeah. at the time, mm. now 40, you've got two kids, mm-hmm. we've got four kids, we'd have, you've got, your kids are eight and 11, ours are mm-hmm. eight and 11 and, and two and five. So very like similar phase mm. of life. I'm I'm thinking about our family in the next decade and we're moving into a, a new home in a couple of months and we've got all this stuff happening and it's this very full 
growth phase, I was almost in tears when I read your email because I was like, I can't imagine uh, what would feel like life coming to a complete standstill at that phase of life. It's a, it's a, it's a harvesting time of life. How, how mm-hmm. in God's name do you actually process that time? Mm-hmm. It, it, it continues to blow my mind when I think about it. Mm. And I think it's, it seems to be the people that are around our age that get really touched by it because they're like, you know what, this could definitely happen to anyone. Um, Maddie quit his job. I kept working for a bit. We bought a motorhome. We started travelling. Um, and I could probably say that those first probably six months were the hardest because we just didn't know what was happening and our heads were spinning. And um, I guess the the main thing I kept that kept going on in my head was that I don't, like the fact that when you know, or, you know, no one does. But when you when you're faced with a terminal illness, they take everything away from you, and and that means they take the hope away too. So that was one thing that we just kept going. You know what? This can't be. Um, there can't be no other option. You know, we're just not going to accept that. It's just it's just not how it is. Um, so I think when someone says to you like you there's just nothing you just need to go away and live your life it's like yeah well we've always lived big we've always traveled we've always you know got heaps of family and you know friends and always had a great life um we weren't just going to stop that so it was basically like how do we adjust now um everything's changed and I guess my biggest concern were obviously the children and how they would cope with it so that's um yeah, initially we both just went, I don't know what we're going to do here. And um, I think that's where the Lemonade Crew was born because it was like how can we put a positive spin on this that's sort of realistic and, you know, it happened to be that the word lemonade actually has MND right in the middle of it. So I was like, okay, sort of playing with oh, yeah. words. and um, Yeah, so we kind of went through that process and I just thought we just have to educate everyone so that was matt's first initial reaction was like everyone needs to know about mnd he's like i didn't know about it so many of our friends and family didn't know about it so i guess kind of normalizing it that would help the kids you know like they kind of other people know and it's not as scary um and so yeah we sort of traveled for a while and then it got to the point where maddie deteriorated so quick that we had to sell the van and come home Mm -hmm. um so life's been a lot quieter in the fact that we feel like we're kind of always in lockdown because this is where we spend most of our days. Um, but we just could not be happier and could not be more proud of the children and how they've embraced it. And I remember when um, initially he was diagnosed and I, and I, I had this analogy in my head of, um, you know, like when you're on an aeroplane and if there's a bit of turbulence or something doesn't feel quite right, the first thing you do is look at the air hostess to see what her face is doing and see what's going to happen. And I was like, you know what, I'm the air hostess and I just need to keep handing out peanuts and smiling and just keep things real and normal. And that's, yeah, that's what I've done for the last, you know, year and a half. And in amongst all of that craziness, Matt has deteriorated a lot. Um, And... The thing is, it's like the worse he got, I know this sounds insane, but the happier we got and we just started to find the most simple things and it just, and the bigger the hope 
become. And then we started to research and we found over in the US there's a site um, that actually has cases of people that have healed ALS. And it's like, you know what, this is real. We could do this. And why can't Matt be that person? And and it was kind of like this gift that came to us that went, you know what, regardless of whether it happens or not, like why not live like that? You know, it's a choice that we've got to, to, to choose that we choose life and we choose to do anything possible that we can um, to help Maddie along the way. Also, you know, encouraging people to learn about MND and live their best life. So it's kind of, again, putting that yin and yang. So you've got the balance, mm. if mm. that makes sense. It does. I've got so many things that's popping in my mind as you as you talk about all that, Bianca. Uh, one, I kind of go, if I look at the flight attendant and we've just gone through turbulence, I wonder if she's just putting on a brave face. <laughs> and so that I go, hmm, are you putting on a brave face, Bianca? <laughs> you know. And then you say you couldn't be happier as, uh, as Maddie's um, condition deteriorates. Mm. Um, and I think to myself, oh my God, like that f- feels to me that we, you know, we kind of get closer. Then I hear you talk about what's happening over in the US. And then I think, oh, well, I'd love to share with you about the people that I know in Newcastle mm. that could probably help you guys in that same oh, space, yes. right? So I go, yeah. oh, we'll have another chat, I think, Bianca. Absolutely. You know, I too uh, know of those um, miracles where people have, uh, you know, been saved from ALS and, um, and, and, and it's, you know, it does give you hope, and and I work mm-hmm. with some of those patients too, and and so I I get that. So and I'm filled with joy that you guys um, see the joy in this, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't help but think: do you, do you, even though you have this overwhelming sense of happiness that um, that comes up for you because you reflect on the happy things and you look at the joy in life. Is there an element of grief that you still do go through uh, when your world changes so rapidly like this? And it, I mean, yes, it's gone on now for you know a fair bit of time, mm-hmm. um, and it could continue to go on for a fair bit more time mm. longer. Like, does the happiness run out, or do you feel yourself you've got to pull yourself back into happiness, or do you, can you do you ever get mm. back into grief or stinking thinking? No, no stinking thinking. It's um. You have moments, absolutely, and days where you're like, oh, gosh, you know, where's the lemonade? Um, <laughs> I think you go through the grief absolutely straight away. Like I think that's it just feels like everything's just been torn away from you and you just, um, especially for Matt being such a physically strong person and then it's just watching him deteriorate so quick, I think that was awful and there was so much grief attached to that. And every now and then the kids will say to me, especially Frankie, the youngest one, she'll say, you know, I can't remember when dad used to walk. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, and you get these like heart churning moments where you're like, yeah, that hit home. Mm. Um, And I'm like, okay, let's sit down and watch some videos like of what we used to do. And we, you know, we go through all of that. But I just keep thinking that like anyone's life could change. Like tomorrow's not promised to anyone. So every day we get up and it's, this is it. We're doing it today. We're not doing it tomorrow. We're doing it today. So it's what what's today look like? And, um, you know, at any point, anything could change. So we just don't let our heads go there. It's like don't think too far ahead because whatever happens in the future, we've got plenty of time to deal with that. But right now, this is where we're focusing and it has to be um, as positive as it can. And I can honestly say that you know, like Matt and I just sit there and just shake our head and just go like, this is so good. We are so lucky. We are so blessed. You know, we live in such a beautiful home with such beautiful people and to experience what we've experienced with the support we've had, 
um, a lot of people don't get that in life, you know, and a lot of people die suddenly and they don't know how many people love them and mm. how many people support them. And so there's such a humble, beautiful feeling knowing that we are so loved and we've got so much support and, you know, and there is so much hope there around us. So, so great. So great. So I'd, yeah. love to, I'd love to dig into this if you're happy for us too, Bianca, because I I love the – I think the devil's in the detail mm-hmm. and uh, God is in the detail. So if – from a practical perspective, because most people in life are not going to go through the type of challenge that you are going through right now. Mm-hmm. So I often talk about create before you consume. So when you wake up in the morning, you don't have to read the newspaper, you don't have to listen to the radio, you don't have to – you know, switch on the TV. You can walk outside and look at the beautiful trees and the birds and and live your life. Um, you are not a victim to news or outside influence. And you've said here, and I, and I quote from one of your blogs, <coughs> the most crazy thing I could tell you right now is that Maddie and I have never been happier, not just as a couple, but independently too. I tell people this and I can see this really weird look on their face <laughs> and it seems to throw them a bit. It's like I can hear them thinking, that's great, you're happy, but can't you bloody see what's happening? <laughs> so... What I would love for all of us mere mortals, because I think we would all say right now, like we are just in awe of your attitude and grace at the way you you live this. Yeah. Can you give us some insight, like some tips, some tricks? What are you doing when you wake up in the day? Are you meditating? Are you going for a walk? Are you forest bathing? Are you watching the sunrise? Are you journaling? Are you just staring into your husband's eyes or giving your children a hug? <laughs> like, like genuinely, I would love to know what lifestyle habits are so sacred for you that give you this muscle to have this belief that other people think is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, there's no easy answer there. I started this morning with a um, bushwalk, but that's not that's not a common thing. Um, we do live on a little bit of land, and we have space, and um, we're big on outside. And you mentioned the birds; like we, that's a big part of our life. Watching the little willy wagtails fly around of a morning. Um, I've, we've been through stages in life where I've journaled. Um, you know, I. It's, I don't have any – I can't give you anything um, definitive, but I guess meditation's definitely there for both of us. And it's just – it sounds so corny, but it's just love and, it, and, and that gratitude. Like, you know, you look around and you just think, we are so lucky. And I think if you just keep telling yourself that, eventually you just believe it and we feed off it like and we were kind of like that before any of this happened so I think it's gratitude's always been huge for both of us and um you know like you know you look at all the when I read your book and I'm like I've done a lot of this over the years and I've sort of gone through analyzing different parts of my body different parts of our lives and I always think another analogy about when you look at all the you know, different areas of your life. And I think back to like the circus lady that has the little plates that spin on her hands and Mm -hmm. they all have to be spinning, you know, to to stay up because if one falls, they're all going to fall. And so when this sort of happened with Matt, I was like, how do we keep the plate spinning? Like, you know, like what is it that that we need to focus on now? Because, you know, we neither of us have a job now and so, you know, finance is going to be a problem and, you know, obviously health's a huge problem. And, you know, I was like, how does this happen? And I think if you spin some of the plates even harder, so, you know, when you look at um, 
you know, that connection and love in your relationships, if they're spinning so hard, you've got so much momentum that the rest will just keep spinning. And it's like I, I grappled with that for so long because I wanted that balance and I wanted to work out how, you know, what what could we do to to make this work? And I, I honestly think that's what it is. I think that, you know, if you increase other areas and you keep those plates spinning, um, there's so much momentum that it will just keep happening. So, um, I can't give you a, you know, like a, a really easy answer as to what what it is. There's no key uh, apart from the fact that we're absolutely grateful for what we've got, and um, we talk about that a lot as a family. And you know, the kids are on board with it, and th- they'll tell you every day how lucky they are. And they never, for one minute, you know, would um, look at their situation and think, "Poor me." We just don't. We don't have time for that no stinking thinking around here it's just basically you know we're just grateful we're just really happy and we're really grateful seriously unbelievable because i'm going to tell you now i've got stinking thinking i've got stinking (laughs) thinking i'm sick of this lockdown um i could moan and gripe and bitch about what's going on and now I'm listening to you and I'm a bit embarrassed. I have to tell you, I'm embarrassed. Bianca, me too, me too. You have, yeah. for want of a better phrase, manned up. Like you've you've actually done a great job at nailing what resilience is, mastering mm-hmm. the art of hope. Um, you've <sighs> embraced positivity but in a way mm-hmm. that's not, um, it, it appears that it's not the seesaw ride that could be um, the reflection of negativity. Um, mm-hmm. You seem to have nailed it. And I, and I really, I, I'm so grateful actually that we did this interview because I, I I didn't know where this was going to go. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm so happy that we've done this interview with you just to even plant the seed of gratitude um, for people and to um, plant the seed of hope. For people yeah I think- and I think resilience is a big one too you just mentioned that but yeah. um we the kids and I have done a few little set sessions at the local schools and we've had like lemonade days and um we obviously educate the kids on MND but a huge part of it is about resilience and I think that um that's something that I see that a lot of kids these days are lacking and you know it's and it is, it's tough times for everyone. Like, you know, I'm not, there's no sugarcoating it and it's totally fine to feel frustrated and, you know, but um, as I said, like our life is a bit of a lockdown, so it kind of doesn't affect us as much. But, um, yeah, resilience is huge and I think that that's something that you really need to train yourself. It's not, not. I, I guess I feel like I've got a little bit of it naturally in me, but um, I can see that it's not something that comes natural to a lot of people. And I think that that's um, a huge thing with the children that we, we talk about resilience all the time. So, Well, this is, it's been an, an inspirational conversation and I know people are going to want more. So I'm going to promise right here on this episode <laughs> that we're going to do a follow-up interview yeah. uh, and check in with you. If that's okay Bianca. with you, Bianca. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be stoked. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, back actually, on. Yeah, if yeah. that's okay. But more than anything, uh, we would love the 100 Not Out community to support the Lemonade Crew. All you do is go to LemonadeCrew.com. There's merch. There's more merch that you can poke a stick at. If you think the uh, MND <laughs> beanie is good, which you can buy at LemonadeCrew.com, yeah. I'm going to get a grey hoodie and maybe that makes some lemonade grey long sleeve 
which is on sale at the moment, yes. $28.50. 20, 25% off hoodies and long sleeve shirts at the moment. A couple of caps in there, even some uh, baby gear. Oh, my kids are getting older mm. now, but there's a, there's a, there's some great merch in there. Uh, support the Lemonade crew. Make lemonade out of lemons, and you have shown us that in spades today, Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um, follow these guys on Instagram and Facebook, but more than anything, like hand over your hard earned, support them financially, give them a great show of faith in uh, what they're doing because you've inspired us no end. And uh, and so I think much. as Damo and I both said, like you've given us a really good dose of reality, um, yeah. and and we thank you for it. And I reckon probably our listeners and viewers as well today. So, sure. Bianca, thank you so much. And, and I, I'm going to say this. When I inscribed your book to your family, it was probably the hardest time, and I don't know if I said it in the inscription, it was the hardest time I've ever mm-hmm. said, may the rest of your life be the best <laughs> of your life, uh, because given what you're going through, it's really I find it really difficult to have that belief. But having, in, having interviewed you and spoken with you now, you have inspired me to own my message even more. And I'm sure Damo as well is thinking the same thing about yeah. his message as well. And and I would just want to remind you how inspiring you are. And for everyone listening, you don't have to be world famous to be inspiring. Hmm. You don't need a million people on Instagram to be an inspiration. And thank you, thank you for your for your message. And, and, I, um, and Maddie, I read and- that yesterday well. to Maddie, the little piece that you wrote in the book, which we're very grateful for. Thank you. Um and I and I was explaining to him how that's you know what you talk that your token thing that you say each time and and I and and what you'd written and he's like yeah to-, when I said you know may the rest of your life be the best of your life he looked and he was like yeah it is totally is like you know he it's just no doubt hundred percent so Legend. thank you um, wow Legend. and I know that your book will inspire so many other people so. Uh, thank you very much. And again, thank you for your time. We're going to do this again, folks. But up until then, make sure you head on over to lemonadecrew.com. For more of Damo's wisdom, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Damo, thank you for your insight as always. Piercey, thank you so much for organizing this. And uh, if you didn't write this book, Bianca wouldn't be here today. So thank you for writing that book. And if you haven't got a copy of Marcus's <laughs> book, Please bloody go buy one, will you? Because it's saving <laughs> lives out there and it's making people's rest of their life the best of their life. So please get on it. Well, we didn't say that Bianca has been a long-time listener of the podcast, which we are very grateful for because it does remind us that people listen. Yes. Uh, we are over a million downloads, but it is really nice yes. to get these um, doses of listener feedback. So if you're listening, let us know. We love it. We're like yeah. Labradors. Love we it. need to know. <laughs> Rub our belly. Listening. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is it for this edition oh of 100 God, Not Out. Until next week, folks. Uh, may the rest of your life be the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.